Hello and uh, welcome to another episode of Candid Talks with Bharat V. This is Bharat Vatsai, your host. And in today's episode, uh, we would be talking to the biking queen, Sarika Mehta. She is a psychologist, a social activist, a mountaineer and a biker. She also is a proud mother of children who became the youngest mountaineers to climb the summit of Mount Elbers. Sarika would be talking about that as well. Please do listen to the episode till the end. Before we begin, please do not forget to subscribe to this podcast channel and you can connect on Facebook page at Candid Talks with Bharat V. Hi all, this is Sarika Mehta, a soul who likes to experience this human body with a spiritual experience. Log mujhe pyaar se biking queen bulate hain aur aap mujhe sun rahe hain on Candid Talks with one and only Bharat V. So, uh, welcome to Candid Talks uh, once again, uh, Sarika. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. It's really good to get connected with all the bikers. This this is not the way, but yeah, a part of uh, the situation is such. But still, we are connected. That is more important. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, I think at least the main thing is that we should be connected, at least in pandemic, if we are not able to meet in person, but at least we can virtually meet. So that is one good thing. And definitely, if the pandemic is over, face-to-face some meeting is <laughs> True, true. So, Sarika, before we proceed further, tell us why do people call you as Biking Queen? How did you get a book? Biking Queen, uh, actually, it's not, it's a long story, but mm-hmm. to cut it short, um, that was one of the statements given by one of my friends that you can just climb mountains, biking is not cup of your tea. Uh-huh. And... Uh, that word uh, took me so hard. I didn't want it to prove it to others. I just wanted to prove it to myself that yeah. yes, uh, we are capable of doing anything. Uh, it is just that one triggered. It should, you know, kick in me and then, you know, I can go ahead with it. So okay. that is how the biking came into my life. Mm-hmm. And that is how the ride and uh, thing started. Uh, being into a psychological field, uh, I was always curious about, you know, biking that on the roads and how they ride. Because uh, from Surat and mm-hmm. Gujarat is a place and the Surat is a small city where uh, biking and a female, it was a contrast thing, uh, you know, for people to accept it. And especially when a mother or a doctor or, you know, going into such field. Yeah. So uh, that is how I started uh, uh, research because every now and then I used to read in newspaper the first headline that, uh, you know, there was accidents happening uh, on the roads, on the highways, yeah. mm-hmm. even in the cities also. So uh, I was always curious about why this is happening. Like it was just not about the sports bike. It is about any bike on the road. Yeah. And just because of few people, the bikers were getting affected you know by a tagline that and you know yeah. things like that yeah yeah uh, uh, so i started doing a lot of research on this and uh, with the help of police department and all that i came up with a topic and research called psychology behind riding 
so uh, with the police department we started different campaigns for it that if you are giving your son or your daughter any bike or any two wheeler mm-hmm. then the very first thing are gears those are very very important second most important thing is when you are riding speed and rules regulation they are must because it will save your life as well as others life also yeah so there's a whole topic i started and we started a very good campaign in gujarat with this and somehow this went nationally so well that it went till who and they liked the topic so much that they invited me to international countries to ride and uh, safety behind riding there's a whole ride campaign was mm-hmm. going on so that was my first international ride so after coming from that there were so many females and yeah. girls mm-hmm. that their parents started approaching me Achha. that even my daughter is interested in riding but <laughs> wo boys hote hai men's ah. hote hai to hum bechte nahi hai we feel it is yeah. not safe but when you are there so that is how biking queen came into picture okay. that we started the whole uh, group of uh, queens mm-hmm. which are riding for social campaign as well as for the passion also and social cause also so that okay. is how biking queen came into and now it's biking queen is a charitable trust and we do lot many social activities in it awesome and and uh, the um, parents of these girls they are approaching you from uh, within surat itself uh, even in surat outside surat i get so many messages and calls from different parts of india also and okay. now internationally also i do get calls the very first ride that we did was from surat to singapore covering mm-hmm. 10 asian countries okay. and uh, our ride is just not a ride because mm-hmm. i always uh, have a tagline and i always believe that i know we cannot change the world but we are taking one step towards the betterment so whenever Absolutely. i do a ride we yeah. always have one cause with us our first ride was from our uh, beti bachao beti padhao abhiyan that our mm-hmm. prime minister started yeah. and he did the flag off and flagging ceremony also of that mm-hmm. so uh, we used to meet lot many ngos and you know many of the uh, local colleges and we used to interact with all of them so i get calls and messages from different part even in surat yes so many so in that result we started mm-hmm. this biking train and the second biggest ride of india was with 35 females we were on a all india ride where uh, prime minister uh, specially invited us at his place my whole team okay. at his place mm-hmm. and uh, we covered many villages and we did lot many different campaigns and it's distributed educatory kits medical kits books give so many awareness for health and hygiene and okay. so that is how biking pain came into uh, the picture awesome This is Sarika Mehta. लोग मुझे प्यार से बाइकिंग क्वीन बुलाते हैं और आप मुझे सुन रहे हैं ऑन कैंडिड टॉक्स विथ वन एंड ओनली भरत वी सो सारिका बिफोर वी मूव अहेड यू नो ऑन द बाइकिंग टॉपिक इफ यू कैन जस्ट टेल अस समथिंग अबाउट योर बैकग्राउंड वे यू कम फ्रॉम अबाउट हाउ यू स्पेंड योर चाइल्डहुड यू नो एंड अबाउट योर फैमिली and i believe you come from a gujarati family so also yes. we would like to know uh, as you you know uh, mentioned coming from surat and uh, coming from a gujarati family i allowed add on to that what kind of challenges you had to face to break this stereotype 
challenge yes first challenge was the education because uh, we have stayed in a joint family joint family of you cannot believe more than 55 people together and uh, believe me no matter i am in the field of psychology but i have learned my mba from staying in a joint family how to <laughs> okay. communicate how okay. to convince because if i have to go anywhere or if i want to buy something i have to convince all the elders of the family that i want to do this or i want to do this mm-hmm. and how to convincing so mba skills came from staying in a joint family <laughs> okay so uh, yes it was pretty very difficult because when there are so many uncles and everybody their children staying at one place Mm-hmm. but the best part was we have uh, i have specially you know i loved uh, that time i was not liking but yes today i can say that that is was the best management skills what i have learned from that that have to you know your dreams have to have to keep them in the place and still with yeah. all your uh, sanskaras with all your roots still you know you can achieve your dream nothing can come in between it is nothing like that if i have this or if somebody helps me then only i can do it it is nothing like that yeah so it was very difficult uh, my mother especially i would say that my mother and my father my mother was a biggest supporter she uh, she has come from a village where she has not studied but she has always she always have high dreams that all my three daughters should study well and it is just not study that tomorrow if something happens you should be on your feet that you can you know help yourself your family also Absolutely. so that vision came in us and it was pretty pretty difficult for us um, to uh, you know compromise on certain things but education mm-hmm. she would not ever let me compromise that no matter what you have to learn you have to go ahead and uh, you'll be surprised to know that that time only mountaineering uh, mountaineering came from my mother okay uh, sunday is a time where my mother always say that is not a holiday it is a mm-hmm. holiday for yourself not to rest in bed but to get up early in the morning and do something for yourself that is yes, me time yeah so that sunday sunday should be utilized in such a way mm-hmm. that that gives you energy of rest of the week so every sunday i used to go with my mother for hiking somewhere or mount that time you know there's there was no hiking mountaineering and yeah. all that but there yeah. was a place where you uh, i used to go with my mother walk climb and swim and all that so that is how mountaineering came in my picture oh. and biking came just 8 years before in my life so okay. that uh, that came came very very late but mountaineering yes it came from uh, childhood uh, in me from because of my mother so okay. uh, it was pretty difficult and it went ahead with my studies and it went away with and, it and i think uh, to add the cherry on the cake when you got married to a person from a jain community right yes. <laughs> that yes. also would have added to the challenges that you would have uh, you would have to face uh, yes yes lot of challenges because if i can say almost 25 years back getting a love marriage and uh, being a gujarati and getting married in a jain family it was mm-hmm. very very difficult to adjust with the culture the system and and apart from that 
your dream your individuality i was thinking that you know it was shading away somewhere in all the rituals and everything mm-hmm. but uh, uh, it is really very good that uh, i have got uh, the husband who has supported me in each and every phases of my life journey he yeah. always used to tell me that no matter what you can i am there you just go ahead with it and i always but at the same time i have always believed that to uh, achieve your dreams you i cannot be rebellious with my family absolutely from day one i was very clear that if i'm achieving my dream and if i'm succeeding if my family or my friends are not beside me mm-hmm. that uh, that moment is of no value for me if right. they are then then only that value will become more important so it took me very long time i took a very long break in between after my marriage to convince and you know to uh, adapt okay. the system the culture mm-hmm. yes it took me a longer time with that and but my husband was always there with me my friends were always there with me to support me and uh, go ahead with it he so was is, the only is, one who okay so is sorry, sorry to interrupt is that also uh, a joint family or is that a nuclear family no uh, starting it was a joint family and then within 2 years i was there in a joint family and then uh, it became a nuclear family and but there were uh, he was having almost three sisters and brothers and okay. you know but the uh, the culture everything is very different so it was very difficult for me to manage uh, that phase also and to uh, i was feeling that i have lost my identity as sarika somewhere but okay. i could say i can say that he was the only one to bring dig me out again and say that look you are sarika and he only taught me biking awesome so he was the one <laughs> yes amazing, yes amazing so sarika before we you know get into the uh, a wide topic of biking i heard that you know while you know you do the mountaineering and uh, so in one of the incident i mean uh, i think when you were climbing mount kilimanjaro you had yeah. an accident can you please tell yeah. us about that uh, and, and yes, that is uh, when it uh, changed your life as well i believe uh everest actually uh, just one year before 2015 everest changed my life oh okay kilimanjaro was the second phase okay. uh, everest when i was uh, climbing uh, i was going towards base camp everest 2015 and that time i was not having any clue that uh, what is going to change that changed me that incident changed me drastically because uh, that was the biggest avalanche happened at everest 2015 and okay. uh, many of many things were destroyed airports were destroyed and you know that phase the uh, the scenes what i have seen and uh, as if you know i was dead and very moment i was alive but that feel of oh. few seconds you know that feel that okay i would be at that place and i would be no more so that feel yeah. was going and was so scary in me that uh, because of that incident 2015 my family never wanted me to climb any mountains hmm. and uh, mountain mountaineering is my first passion till now okay. so uh, it was very very difficult to convince them but before that to convince myself that 
okay i'll be again able to do it because the okay. disasters what i have seen was yeah. unimagined and i cannot even think over it so to go, i have uh, learned this thing that if you want to go out of that fear you have to again go into it and you have to face that fear and then mm. you have to come out so kilimanjaro was the time that again changed me i decided to climb mount kilimanjaro uh, they were uh, uh, they were inviting many of the mountaineers from all over the world and i was also uh, okay. a part of it where indian mountaineers were there i was part of climbing kilimanjaro mm-hmm. it was really very difficult for me not because of climbing but because of that fear in me that yeah. okay something will happen something will happen now and before that i had to convince my family i have to convince my mind yeah. that no you have to go into that fire to you know to feel that and you come out yeah. to be yeah. uh, come out to be stronger enough right so the moment when i was climbing mount kilimanjaro i was just about to reach the summit and it was just hardly one day left for the summit and mm-hmm. my leg was twisted on that oh. rock okay twisted in the sense it was so much twisted that i was not able to put my foot ahead also uh and uh, suddenly my camp leader means there we have different camps le- camp leader and mm-hmm. uh, who uh, whose rule is the rule so they said that now i don't think so with this leg uh, you'll be able to climb ahead something is wrong in the ankle we we can figure out that way Okay. So you have to go to the we on the base camp. We were having those hospital tents and everything. Okay. So they took me to the hospital tent. Now, uh, there they don't have helicopters because of the thin air. So there is a, a human cycle where two people lift and they take you to the base camp. So they took me to the base camp because I was not able to walk at all. Mm-hmm. and at the base camp the medical doctor said finally now you won't be able to climb uh, this mountain we think that there is a headline crack or a crack in your ankle and your leg is swollen like anything okay. but this was the time when i was struggling with my fear this was the time when i told my children that no matter what i will reach to the summit and come back and face my fear this kilimanjaro was not about reaching the summit it was about you know fighting with my fear and yeah. telling uh, setting an example for my children that this happens it doesn't mean you have to so- stop seeing the dream or achieving them right and uh, finally where i was uh, uh, in a tent there's a hospital tent where i was lying down and they said that you have to go down now from the base camp again we have to go down and uh, you won't be able to go ahead and i was literally depressed and did not know what to do now because if i would have gone back home i am very sure that i won't be able to climb any mountains ahead because i won't be able to come out of that fear right but that was a time when i was lying down just bef- uh, bef- uh, bef- opposite to my bed there was a big u written it was a big u Okay. And it was written that only then I just saw you, and then above that I saw only you. So that okay. took me so much that yes, only me, and this is my dream. If I fall, I have to get up. 
डॉक्टर्स वर नॉट गेटिंग कन्विंस सो द मोमेंट डॉक्टर केम एंड टोल मी नाउ यू हैव टू स्टार्ट गोइंग डाउन आई सेट हाउ विल आई गो डाउन आई हैव अ लेग यू आर सेंग दैट माई लेग इज एंकल क्रैक डैन आई वोट बी एबल टू गो दिस इज दर इज नो अदर वे यू हैव टू वॉक स्लोली स्लोली एंड गो डाउन so that only use took me so hard with this yeah. leg if i can go down with you the same leg well. i can go up as <laughs> well yes yeah. so it is all about the positive expect how you see your dream is mm-hmm. if you want to find excuses you will have all the excuses yeah. but if you want to find a way there is always a way out and that is how i submitted the mount kilimanjaro in that leg and i completed that and i was back home amazing Amazing. So, tell me, Sarika. I mean, I have interviewed many other mountaineers. Every uh, discussion that I had, I get to know that you know, if you are a mountaineer and uh, you know, uh, climbing a mountain, you are trying to climb a summit, and once you reach on top, uh, it's it's totally a different feeling, and it somewhere changes you from within. So, how does it impact your uh, you know? personality and your perception towards life it is a big big impact not just reaching the summit but on the way also mm-hmm. when you are climbing the mountains you climb it will make you more grounded it is that way okay. more and more you climb more and more mountains will make you grounded and that feel of being grounded is very very important the moment you are grounded you are with yourself okay. you will find we when i'm climbing a mountain i always uh, you know think that what exactly it is that is making me go ahead how what energy is there in me so yeah. this is how i am digging my energy that yes i have lot of energy in me mm-hmm. we are capable of doing so many things but at the same time i cannot forget everything else who has supported me okay. no matter i am climbing a mountain but there are so many people who have supported me trained me my family has supported me my trainers have trained me everything so it makes you more and more grounded second most important thing is when you are mountaineering you are with nature Mm-hmm. so you have that value of nature value of everything what god has given you water and ev- everything every single thing mm-hmm. so you become a nature lover person and when you come back home you know what is so important at your place to save and why it is so important for global warming and things like that very third you are with yourself when you are climbing there is nobody only you are there who is climbing that mountain mm-hmm. fighting with your own comfort zone beating that comfort zone and going ahead because mm-hmm. those altitude are such will strike you so hard that you have to fight with yourself you don't have to fight with anybody mm-hmm. the moment you fight with others that is a time you know that this phase comes that i am doing something for others log bolte hai isliye mujhe karna hai log ye karte hai isliye mujhe karna hai no it's not like that i am doing it for myself. myself and to know more of me that is why i always say that mountains make you more and more grounded and more and more you can see yourself as a individual on the okay. mountains to aapki yeah. sabse pehli uh, jo climb thi uh, that was mount everest 
Yes, Mount Everest, but there was an avalanche, so we couldn't do it. So from the base camp, we had to return back. Okay. And uh, that was a time. Then we did Kilimanjaro, then uh, Mount Elbrus, Russia. That is a s- other phase where my children were also involved right. into it. So when you Kilimanjaro, and that was with a broken ankle, when you reached on top, did you become emotional? very much uh, mountains that's what i said the moment you become grounded your emotion comes in your tears that is for sure because you yeah. become more grateful your yeah. gratitude comes in the form of emotions that so many people have helped you and mm-hmm. uh, that moment is such that you cannot express neither you can share that moment with anybody because that mm-hmm. feel is just your feel and you are holding that feel right now as i'm talking to you and re- recalling that goosebumps have goosebumps uh, you must be getting yeah. Yes, uh, yeah like that and right. you know you i become more energetic or now <laughs> <laughs> you'll be you know even more excited to plan out for your next uh, climb <laughs> yes yes of course it happens that way whenever i do an interview i always you know get geared up again <laughs> that awesome. after the next that way so sarika tell me something now since you also ride motorcycle and you are a mountaineer as well and as you said you know when you climb a mountain you become more grounded you are uh, on your own uh, you are doing that for yourself similarly when you ride so do you see any similarity between the mountain climbing and riding a motorcycle i mean not in terms uh, of obviously physical changes but in terms of uh, emotions and spirituality yes uh, not exactly but yes at times of course because when we plan a ride for example mm-hmm. the first ride as i said we planned till singapore then all india ride and i've done many international rides also with who and recently my ride from surat to london covering three continents mm-hmm. so all those difficulties when we pass those difficulties and when we move ahead yes that is a time you know that is a self realization when we are riding a bike in that helmet it's a different life in a helmet mm-hmm. and uh, in that uh, Uh, you know when you are riding definitely you are concentrating on roads and everything yeah. but that helmet inside the helmet there's a different world altogether going on with the thoughts yeah. and so many things right i always say that uh, on a motorbike you know you can see the world 360 degree angle not in the degree. car right yes Absolutely. so the feel is also very different but uh, yes mountaineering is a total different it cannot be compared yeah. with anything yeah. else yeah. Uh, biking is yes it's a second passion but uh, yes it's a different field both are a very different field but whenever i uh, uh, whenever i pass through difficulty and when i learn something from it yes i again feel that me in it that yes you know we are capable of doing anything we are there that who can help each other and grow right. uh, that way. so yes it is a Absolutely. first time yeah so sarika uh, you said about the uh, the international ride you know uh, tell us about your uh, 21 nation ride which was supported by the uh, united nations as well and uh, during that ride i believe there was an incident where the passports and the bike got stolen 
how did that yes. happen can you tell us something about that incident uh that is the biggest nightmare i still have <laughs> in my life <laughs> we started our ride and uh, i uh, as i said that i always uh, have put my dream in a phase where mm. it is just not my dream it is a dream of each individual of my family friends and everybody no matter i am riding a motorbike but mm-hmm. believe me each one of them sitting out here my friend and my family it was them who were riding i was just the mediator it was like that so the moment we started our ride everything went well and uh, it was one of the biggest challenges what we picked up the biggest challenge was keeping our children and our family for almost 90 days or 100 days at home and mm-hmm. then going you know this was something which i have not ever imagined so many days right so after passing all that when we went to russia one of the rider passport got stolen from red square okay. and it was stamped the bag was stamped and it was stolen and that was a biggest disaster because we came to know this when we were on the border that passport is not there and the most sad part was we were having visa of just one more day if we don't cross that border then we were also stuck in russia and our mm-hmm. passports uh, our bikes were also other two bikes also would have got stuck in russia so we tried all the possible ways and everything so there is a possibility of getting a instant passport where they will return you back but we tried all the possibility that maybe we can get you know extended visa mm-hmm. and things like that but it was really very difficult but the most saddest part was it was difficult because we started with three riders together so our mindset is that way that right. we will complete it we never thought that this would happen yeah and yes uh, but it was a ride and it was uh, you know it was just not about one individual it was about uh, the whole campaign that we were taking so we took uh, we thought of continuing with the ride and mm-hmm. we contacted the ambassador and um, yes whenever we are on a ride each country ambassadors and you know indian community and everybody is there to welcome us we discuss and all that so they helped us a lot uh they did the uh, instant passport and then she had to go uh, one of the rider had to go back to india but then with two riders we had to complete the ride till london and it's a, it was a long long way but still with that uh, energy and zeal that no matter what we have to complete it we went to netherlands uh, that was amsterdam Mm-hmm. and uh, believe me that night i would i cannot ever forget in my lifetime because next day morning in uh, in antrap uh, there was a big welcome uh, of us and all that and they all were waiting there so we st- we were supposed to start the ride at 6 in the morning we were staying in a hotel and just outside our hotel door there were two bikes parked there uh-huh. we had parked it in a proper place where they is a cctv camera and the hotel people said it is a safest place and everything like that okay. so we were rest assured mm-hmm. the morning we came down and we see there were no bikes there and oh. that was like uh, a shocking thing for us that there were no bikes both the bikes were not there and that gave us a uh, such a big shock that now what to do where is his bike gone the mm-hmm. keys were with us so we asked the hotel people they said we are we don't have any clue about it 
I said that it was right here. So they, we told, we requested them to check in CCTV and all that. But the rule of Amsterdam is such, the Netherlands is such. If you want to check the CCTV, we need the permission of the police. Okay. Then only they can check and tell us. So it was just matter of one day because all our visa dates were in place. We right. had to leave that place anyhow. Mm-hmm. So that is how then we approached police and many processes we did. Ambassador came into picture and everything. But the, at the end of the day, they, they checked the CCTV that somebody is coming and they are taking away the bikes. Everything is there. But because with the tracer also, it was not able, they were not able to trace the bikes, nothing at all. And finally, they told us that uh, now you have to, there are two choices, even the ambassador and the police who was handling the case, they said that you have two choices, either uh, fly back to India, we will arrange all the things you can fly back to India, or you fly back to London, because London, there's a big welcome also plan. But before that, we had to cover many countries, we had to go to even Morocco, Mm. and there were so many places we had to go, and then we had to go to London. So two choices, India or London. Mm-hmm. I said, London, we cannot go because my dream was to reach London on a motorbike, not by flight. Absolutely. So if I'm going, I'm going back to India and I'll try some other time. Oh. And I have one habit that every day I do talk to my family members. Like my literally every day, uh, my family and friends, they gather here for my call okay. and they all were there. And I call them that uh, I think this is a time where I have to take a decision where my family and friends were sitting there mm-hmm. that I am returning back because my bike is stolen. Even they all were sad and, you know, it was the biggest uh, disaster for everybody to accept this that you are returning back. So I said, finally, I'm coming back and maybe some other time I will complete next year or after a few years, I would complete this and all that. Okay. So that time, that mind, you know, mind is such that the hope was completely gone. Gone. And suddenly on that speakerphone, my daughter tells me that, Mommy, it was your dream. No matter this bike, you can pick up another bike, you can complete your dream, you can reach to London in the same planned way and you can then come back. So this idea that it was your dream and you have to complete it. Okay. We, with the, fre- uh, with the help of uh, one of my friends, recently he was riding with me. Uh, he's a very good friend of mine, Ashish. He talked with another international riders who were riding with us. And he arranged a bike from Spain for me and that friend. Because uh, this ride... Uh, all the international riders who are attached with me, they were also, you know, seeing this, that how an Indian woman is, you know, going going ahead with so many struggle and still achieving it. So they said that you don't worry. I have a BMW. I will give you my bike. You complete the ride and then you give me back in London. So that is how I started with KTM 390 and completed on BMW. (laughs) So that was Sarika Mehta, fondly called as Biking Queen in the Biking Fraternity. She is a psychologist, a social activist, a mountaineer and a biker. She also is a proud mother of children who became the youngest mountaineers to climb the summit of Mount Elbers and created a record. 
If you like the show, please do like, subscribe and share with others. If listening on Apple Podcasts, do not forget to rate 5 stars. If on Spotify or YouTube, do not forget to subscribe and share. All the bikers can listen to this podcast episode on bikersclub.in. इसके साथ हम आज का सफर यहीं समाप्त करते हैं बातों का सिलसिला जारी रहेगा विद सारिका मेहता इन आवर नेक्स्ट एपिसोड टू हियर मोर ऑफ हर एक्सपीरियंस ओनली ऑन कैंडिड टॉक्स विद भरतवी स्टे होम स्टे सेफ दिस इज भरत वत्सा सनिंग ऑफ टूडे दुआओं में याद रखना जय हिंद